day 174 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm 77, verses 10 to 20. And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm you redeem your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked into its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea. Your pathway through the mighty waters. A pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along the road like a flock of sheep, with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. Acts chapter 15 verse 22 to 41. Then the apostles and elders together with the whole church in Jerusalem chose delegates and they sent them to Antioch of Syria with Paul and Barnabas to report on this decision. The men chosen were two of the church leaders, Judas, also called Barshabbas, and Silas. This is the letter they took with them. This letter is from the apostles and elders, your brothers in Jerusalem. It is written to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Sicilia. Greetings. We understand that some men from here have troubled you and upset you with their teaching, but we did not send them. So we decided, having come to complete agreement, to send you official representatives along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are sending Judas and Silas to confirm what we have decided concerning your question. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. You must abstain from eating food offered to idols, from consuming blood or the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. If you do this, you will do well. Farewell. The messengers went at once to Antioch, where they called a general meeting and the believers of the believers and delivered the letter. And there was great joy throughout the church that day as they read this encouraging message. Then Judas and Silas, both being prophets, spoke at length to the believers, encouraging and strengthening their faith. They stayed for a while, and then the believers sent them back to the church in Jerusalem with a blessing of peace. Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch. They and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord there. After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of the Lord to see how the new believers are doing. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark. 
but Paul disagreed strongly since John Mark had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus. Paul chose Silas, and as he left, the believers entrusted him to the Lord's gracious care. Then he travelled throughout Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches there. 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 14 to chapter 12 verse 24. The Lord raised up Hadad the Ammonite, a member of Edom's royal family, to be Solomon's adversary. Years before, David had defeated Edom. Joab, his army commander, had stayed to bury some of the Israelite soldiers who had died in battle. While there, they killed every male in Edom. Joab and the army of Israel had stayed there for six months, killing them. But Hadad and a few of his father's royal officials escaped and headed for Egypt. Hadad was just a boy at the time. They set out from Midian and went to Paran, where others joined them. They travelled to Egypt and went to Pharaoh, who gave them a home, food and some land. Pharaoh grew very fond of Hadad and gave him his wife's sister in marriage, the sister of Queen Achpenes. She bore him a son named Genubath. Apenes raised him in Pharaoh's palace among Pharaoh's own sons. When the news reached Hadad in Egypt that David and his commander Joab were both dead, he said to Pharaoh, Let me return to my own country. Why? Pharaoh asked him. What do you lack here that makes you want to go home? Nothing, he replied. But even so, please, let me return home. God also raised up Rezon, son of Eliada, as Solomon's adversary. Rezon had fled from his master, King Hadad-Ezer of Zobah, and he had become the leader of a gang of rebels. After David conquered Hadad-Ezer, Rezon and his men fled to Damascus, where he became king. Rezon was Israelites was Israel's bitter adversary for the rest of Solomon's reign, and he made trouble just as Hadad did. Rezon hated Israel intensely and continued to reign in Haram. Another rebel leader was Jeroboam, son of Nebat, one of Solomon's own officials. He came from the town of Zeredah in Ephraim, and his mother was Zariah, a widow. This is the story behind his rebellion. Solomon was rebuilding the support terraces and preparing, repairing the walls of the city of his father David. Jeroboam was a very capable young man, and when Solomon saw how industrious he was, he put him in charge of the labour force from the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph. One day, as Jer- Jerobo- Jeroboam was leaving Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah from Sihol met him along the way. Ahijah was wearing a new cloak. The two of them were alone in a field. And Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it into twelve pieces. Then he said, 
to Jeroboam, Take ten of these pieces, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I am about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon, and I will give ten of the tribes to you. But I will leave him one tribe for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, for which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. For Solomon has abandoned me, and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the god of Moab, and Molech, the god of the Ammonites. He has not followed my ways, and done what is pleasing in my sight. He has not obeyed my decrees and regulations, as David his father did. But I will not take the entire kingdom from Solomon at this time, for the sake of my servant David, the one whom I chose, and who obeyed my commands and decrees. I will keep Solomon as leader for the rest of his life, but I will take the kingdom away from his son and give ten of the tribes to you. His son will have one tribe, so that the descendants of David, my servant, will continue to reign, shining like a lamp in Jerusalem, the city I have chosen to be the place for my name. And I will place you on the throne of Israel, and you will rule over all that your heart desires, if you listen to what I tell you and follow my ways and do whatever I consider to be right and if you obey my decrees and commands as my servant David did then I will always be with you I will establish an enduring dynasty for you as I did for David and I will give Israel to you because of Solomon's sin I will punish the descendants of David though not forever Solomon tried to kill Jeroboam but he fled to King Shishak of Egypt and stayed there until Solomon died. The rest of the events in Solomon's reign, including all his deeds and his wisdom, are recorded in the book of the Acts of Solomon. Solomon ruled in Jerusalem over all Israel for 40 years. When he died, he was buried in the city of David, named for his father. Then his son, Rehoboam, became the next king. Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard of this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labour demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, Give me three days to think this over, then come back for my answer. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counselled his father Solomon. What is your advice? he asked. How should I answer these people? The older counsellors replied, If you are willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favourable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisers. What is your advice? he asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied, This is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, 
but I will beat you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people, for he rejected the advice of the older counsellors and followed the counsel of his younger advisers. He told the people, My father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of events was the will of the Lord, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through the prophet Ahijah from Sheholah. When all Israel realised that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, Down with the dynasty of David! We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So the people of Israel returned home. But Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Adon Iram, who was in charge of forced labour, to restore order, but the people of Israel stoned him to death. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem, and to this day the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. When the people of Israel learned of Jeroboam's return from Egypt, they called an assembly and made him king over all Israel. So only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the family of David. When Rehoboam arrived at Jerusalem, he mobilised the men of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 select troops, to fight against the men of Israel and to restore the kingdom to himself. But God said... To Shehemiah, the man of God, say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the people of Judah and Benjamin, and to the rest of the people, this is what the Lord says. Do not fight against your relatives, the Israelites. Go back home, for what has happened is my doing. So they obeyed the message of the Lord and went home as the Lord commanded.